So we're in the middle of talking about the community work that the Tamach Sadiq did when he was younger. So one of the community works that we know about took place in 1809 when the Altarebbe requested that he should accompany him to Vitebsk. And the Rabbanim and the leaders of that city had asked the Altarebbe, they asked the Altarebbe to visit them in order to uh, settle some differences they were having. And the Altarebbe also chose his son, Reb Moshe, and the Chassid of Pinchas Rezis to join him on the mission. And the close relationship between the, the Zayda and the Enochal, between Reb Menachem Mendel and the Altarebbe, it wasn't just about wasn't limited to learning together and doing community work. It was much deeper than that. When he was 17, when, when, when the Tzemach Sadek was 17, the Alta Rebbe revealed certain concepts to him, including many private things that he heard from the Magid, that he had not revealed to anyone else. He also allowed his grandson to review his personal manuscripts of the Maimori Hasidus that he heard him is rich. And among them were many teachings of the Baal Shem Tev that the Magid and others had uh, passed on to him with their own explanations. These documents also included explanations on the Magid's teachings by his son, Rabbi Avram Amalach. The Tzemach Sedek told his son, the Marash, that those three years from 1807 to 1809 are engraved in my heart as years of Oisher. Oishar means like beautiful, wonderful years because of the tremendous ruchniistic uh, treasures that he received from his grandfather. He said, in total, my grandfather allowed me to review eight large bundles of manuscripts. Five consisted of his own manuscripts that he himself had written from teachings that he heard from the Magid. And the other three were written manuscripts of the Baal Shem Tov's teachings and stories from the Magid. Five teachings of the Baal Shem Tev were written by Reb Nochem of Chernobyl and also teachings from Avram Amalach, Reb Mendel Horodoker, and others. Moving on, on Erev Reish Chaydesh. So moving on, on Erev Reish Chaydesh Sivan, 1809, this is when already Reb Menachem Mendel was almost 20, the Altarebbe said a mimer for him privately, and the mimer addressed the subject of an orphan son who, at the age of 20, is halachically allowed to deal with his father's possessions on his own, without having uh, to ask his guardian. And the Rebbe then benched him with success in writing his own thoughts in both Nigla and Hasidus and Nister. Somehow the Hasidim heard about the private mimer and the bracha, and to his distress, they started treating him with even a higher level of respect. They looked on him now as the Rebbe's super extraordinary gifted grandson and they expected more from him than before. Now even the elder Chassidim no longer allowed him to participate in the Fabrengans as a, a regular Chassid that he did, that's what he was doing until then. He would have to lead the Fabrengans now. Not just listen in like everyone else. During the next four years Reb Menachem Mendel's growth was phenomenal. He took his learning to the next step. 
bringing it from uh, what he had received from his grandfather and his own personal writings and achievements. From that point on, he would use his understanding to add his own explanations to the Alter Rebbe's Hasidus. Now all this was in addition to the fact that for 20 years, each and every day, the Alter Rebbe, that, that, that the Alter Rebbe was home, starting from Sim Gedalia, by the passing of Rebetzin Dvor Lea, to the summer of 1812 when they were forced to run away from Liadi, he kept his promise that, that he made to his daughter, Devorulea, that he's going to learn with her only son, Rabbi Nachem Mendel, every single day. So now we are going to begin talking about the Stalkus of the Alter Rebbe. Now obviously we already spoke about this twice before, once in the Alter Rebbe book and once in the Mittler Rebbe book, but now we're going to talk about it from the perspective of the Tzemach Tzedek. Um, so we know, I'm going to say this part very quickly, the Alter Rebbe was forced to run away from Liadi, the French army was coming with Napoleon, and they were on the run for four months when finally uh, the enemy uh, began to, ret to retreat at the beginning of Teves, and the Alter Rebbe stopped in Piena to rest. And sadly, however, the hardships of the previous few months were, uh, they took their toll, and the Alter Rebbe got very sick with an illness that ended with the Stalkus, a few weeks later, a few days before his Estalkos, the Alter Rebbe pointed to the ceiling and asked his grandson, he says, Mendel, what do you see? And he says, I see the beams of the ceiling. And to this, Alter Rebbe, his beloved grandfather, said back, I, and, and I see the words of Hashem that are giving them life. Now realizing that his istalkus was going to happen very soon. The Alter Rebbe taught Harav Menachem Mendel many things. It's said that, that a few years later when his oldest son, Reb Baruch Shalom, was uh, beginning to put on tefillin, uh, so Harav Menachem Mendel said, before my grandfather's istalkus, he asked me if I had any questions to ask him. Now I understand what he was hinting to. He wanted me to ask how my son, who's missing part of his hand, is supposed to put on tefillin shoyad. He basically had something wrong with his hand. That the, so the question was, how does he put on rapid tefillin? Does he put it on the left hand, or does he just go over it? And, and he was, he was uh, uh, sad about the fact that... I'm sorry, does he put it on the right hand? Um, or, or, like, what, basically, how does he do it? And he was sad about the fact that he never asked Al-Tadeba this. 